day to my new listeners. I'm Shelly Ebbing. I'm an international model with albinism and a UNESCO Goodwill Ambassador. I'm doing this podcast series to raise awareness on albinism. In those podcast series, I'm talking to young persons with albinism to find out more about their daily lives and the differences between countries. Today, I'm talking with Nan. They are 24 years old and live in East London. They work as a model and were featured in a lot of magazines. For example, Mission Magazine, Wallpaper, and they even work for Instagram. Hi, Nan. Very nice to meet you. How are you doing? Hi, it's good to meet you. I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can you briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Nan, pronouns they, them. I'm 24 and I'm a model based in East London. Um, so I'm South African originally, but I moved to the UK when I was seven. Okay. Um, are you sportive? Uh, no, not really. When I was younger, I used to be really sporty. Like I used to play hockey and in the UK, they play rounders. So yeah, I used to be really active that way. But now like... I don't really do a lot of sports. I really love yoga just because it's like a mental exercise as well as a physical exercise. So it's more of a well-being thing for me. Do you like to read books as well? No, I don't really read a lot of books. I'm definitely more of like a visual arts kind of person. Um, so I really love like editorial photography and art and like uh, music and cinema and TV more than books per se. Uh, what kind of food do you love to eat? Oh, I'm such a massive foodie. So I'm vegan. I've been vegan for like over five years now. And I live in a warehouse with lots and lots of people, about 20 people. And I love cooking for them. I feel like it's kind of like an act of service to show my love for them. I cook these huge vegan dinners for everybody. And I like to mix it up. I try something different every single time. And like, that's the enjoyment of it. How does urbanism affect your daily life? In a way, like it's hard to think of the differences that I have in my lifestyle just because, you know, we've been like dealing with the same situation for all of our lives. So it kind of feels second nature in a way, but everyday things. So obviously, because I'm visually impaired, like I'll go out and I'll usually have my symbol cane. I'm kind of at a level where I don't necessarily need to use my long cane unless like I'm feeling super uncomfortable, um, like it's dark or like I'm by myself or something. Um, I, I use a freedom pass as well because I can't drive. So in the UK, it's really nice because you get free travel um, in, on public transport. So I can go all across London, like throughout the UK with the freedom pass. Um, so yeah, I feel like I don't think about it because I've, I've, I'm so used to it. So, Do you also get priority when you are in a very long queue? Sometimes it depends. So like, for example, um, uh, I went to South Africa a couple of weeks ago to visit my family and I requested like disability assistance at the airport. So usually they'll get a guide to come with me. And in that instance, they like cut the security line with me and they took me straight to the gates and like uh, helped me to my seat. So yeah, a lot of the time, especially when I make it known to them that I have a visual impairment, they'll help me out. That's great. When did you discover that you were different? 
Yeah, so it's super rare, but my sibling actually has albinism as well. So uh, they're older than me. And my mom was just like super happy that I had albinism as well because we could kind of relate to each other. So in a way, I kind of had the privilege that a lot of people with albinism don't have, which is meeting someone else with albinism at a young age and kind of realizing that um, it kind of normalizes it in a way because there's someone there who's an example of someone who looks like me and goes through the same experiences as me. Does albinism impact your daily life? <laughs> um, I think so, yes. Um, I think I get a lot of stares um, and sometimes it's not even like a, a style thing because I do have a very eccentric style. Even when I'm dressed down with like a headscarf, like I just woke up, like I will get a lot of stares, a lot of different questions. And of course the visual impairment like affects my, my daily living. So yeah, I feel like every once in a while, I'm always reminded of the facts just because people have questions. They've never seen someone with albinism before. Um, so yeah. Do you mind to be different? No, like I really love it actually. Like I think when I was younger, I was always like trying to fit in with people, especially being a person like who's an immigrant coming from a different country. Like you have no friends, you have no points of reference. So I always wanted to be similar to them so I could be a, a point of really uh, to relate to. But because I was born this way, I will kind of like never look and be like everybody else. So I kind of took it within my stride and I was just like, let me embrace my differences because if I keep living life to other people's standards, I'm just going to be unhappy because they're unhappy with my version of beauty. So yeah, I really embrace it. And like, I, I, I love it as like a part of my identity and I feel really honored to have albinism and to like represent this community. So yeah, I love being different. Like embrace your individuality always, always. It's also very rare to have albinism. Uh, condition is one in 15,000 in the Netherlands. Um, and then also have the queer person, um, to be a queer person. And um, intersectionality is something, uh, for example, I'm a female, I'm Chinese. Uh, I'm also visually impaired. I do have a handicap. And with you, it is you um prefer to use the pronouns is they them uh you are a um person of color and you have albinism is that correct yes yeah it is so it feels like a lot of those layers uh piled up it's even rarer to find someone who kind of has that experience because it's such a unique experience you know and like I feel like you cannot separate those levels of um, disadvantage and oppression because to fully understand the life that I have to live you have to understand how these factors uh, mix in with it, with one another. How do you want to integrate using they and them in uh, languages? So the purpose of using they, them pronouns is kind of to remove the aspect of gender when you're addressing somebody. So usually we use she to refer to people who are female presenting and he to someone who is male presenting. But someone who's non-binary like myself, I don't necessarily like believe in gender or like feel that I fit in any one of these categories. So for me, I feel more comfortable re being referred to as they because there's no gender associated with that. And I like being gender neutral. 
you said that um, being a person with albinism is also a kind of your identity. Do you also, um, apart from using a cane, use magnifiers and sun cream or uh, um, sunglasses? Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, I really love doing makeup. Like that's one of my like creative outputs. And I use like a lot of like concave, like curved mirrors that uh, magnify. So um, I'll have like one straight mirror and then on the side, I can like zoom in on my eye. I can zoom in on my lips just so like the makeup is a little neater. Um, I think that's what kept me from doing makeup for a long time, just like vision alone. Um, I do use sunglasses, prescription sunglasses and also an umbrella and sun cream when I go out. I especially in the peak of summer, I, tr I try to avoid going out certain times of the day. So like when the sun is strongest uh, in the midday, say from like 11 till 3 p.m., I'll try not to go out. And if I do, I will use an umbrella, uh, like a UV sun umbrella. So it kind of just like acts as portable shade. So even if I am outside in the sun, I have shade over me constantly, um, or I'll just sit under a tree or something just so I'm like out of the sun um sun cream I love I'm very passionate about skincare in general I love Korean sunscreens they're my favorite they have the best like UV filters and they're really easy to reapply so I'll tend to reapply sun cream if I'm outside like every one to two hours to make sure that I'm like constantly protected and I just use like the highest factor of protection so yeah I feel like with all those tools combined like I can still live pretty independently and stay protected do uh, people also say silly things to you? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Like, I remember when I was younger, um, I used to, like, literally shower myself in sun cream before going out. And everyone would be like, oh, my God, you smell of sun cream. Like, we know Nan is around because we can smell sun cream. <laughs> um, or, like, you know, it's a obviously bright, sunny day and I have my umbrella and people will be like, it's not raining. And I'm like, I, I know it's not raining. I'm just using this as shade. And I've used other, I've seen other people with our albinism using umbrellas for shade. So... I don't understand why it's like, you know, something that's like people can make fun of. <laughs> were there also not nice, silly things that were said to you instead of more like jokes, but more serious like bullying or discrimination? In terms of albinism, a lot to do with tanning. Um, I think there's like this weird beauty standard about like tan skin and like it's not desirable to be pale so people will always make jokes about like me tanning and I it's just like it doesn't make any sense and like when I was younger I definitely internalized it a lot and like I really wished I had a tan like at school all the girls we used to fake tan and it was such a trend and like it was weird if you didn't fake tan and like in PE I would see all of their like orange limbs and I was like oh, I kind of like wish I was part of this trend but I know I would look ridiculous with a tan and like you know tanning is like an activity that people do socially like oh let's go sit in the sun together or like whatever and I'm just like I don't understand this need and like constant need to make fun of how pale I am it doesn't make any sense like even last week um I posted this picture on uh on my Facebook and the lighting was in such a way it was quite orange and it made me look kind of tan and someone commented like oh, I knew you'd get a tan eventually. And I was like, there was no need to comment Kind of that. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind like, of ridiculous to expose yourself to the sun. I mean, uh, the chances are pretty high if you uh, that you get sun, uh, cancer because of that. 
yeah exactly it's like I would never put myself in danger just for an aesthetic that you personally find more beautiful like I really like the 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 shade of my skin I like I I like the way that it shines I love my eyebrows being this color like it's such a beautiful highlight to my face like I have no desire to be tan so like please stop making jokes about it <laughs> like I don't I it's not something that I ever want to fulfill and it's just like just a weird and necessary thing to say you do not have to be tan to be talented and to be beautiful <laughs> yeah exactly and it's not a goal it's not a goal for everybody so like stop trying to make it my goal you know how do you react to people saying silly things to you um I kind of remind them of the fact that albinism is a disability and it's like a version of ableism do you know what I mean so like if someone is talking about tanning and like being in the sun and stuff like that um and makes fun of the fact that that's not something that I can do I kind of remind themselves remind them that's ableism and that's completely inappropriate to say so even though it's a joke to you very uh like flippant maybe think about why you think that's funny and why you felt that was an appropriate thing to say and then once people realize oh actually this is a medical condition that comes with disability they realize how inappropriate it is and it's not just like making fun of someone it's like not it's just not nice in uh, some countries, people are discriminated against. What do you think about that? And what can we change? Yeah, that is definitely true. So I'm South African. Um, I was born there and I spent a lot of my childhood there. And um, there was definitely just like an air about difference and um, just like whiteness, just because of like apartheid, there's been such a distinct, like they pay attention a lot to the differences in like, race and color um so for example uh whiteness is seen as something like very precious and like so people who are white are not going to be harmed in a certain type of way um because they see it like i don't know how to explain it like in a spiritual way they see whiteness as something precious and to be protected so a lot of the time they won't harm whiteness because they feel like it um it brings about bad luck to them. But as someone with albinism, I'm still considered as black. So I'm still in like a, a not safe place necessarily, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> and yeah, in other parts of Africa, um, where those beliefs are more, um, they have different beliefs. So like if you, if you use uh, a person of albinism as part of like a ritual it brings good luck it's all about luck with with this whole thing about whiteness right so um it's really dangerous because they'll kind of be like hunted down for those parts and like used in rituals and stuff like that so I'm kind of lucky that in South Africa it's not necessarily um they don't necessarily see like whiteness in a in a bad way like oh I need to use this and like uh make something from it um but it's still like such a like they acknowledge the fact that you're different and they they see the whiteness and that can put you in in a, in a space of danger just because it's something that's unique and like not necessarily uh it has certain spiritual beliefs tied to it what do you think we can do against this um, education, always just education, because like there's just different types of um, genetic 
occurrences that happen naturally that are misunderstood by certain beliefs. So I have like a, a friend who's Nigerian who was telling me that like twins have a certain, uh, there's beliefs around twins about them being cursed and stuff like that. So um, they are not viewed positively uh, in like West African culture. So when there's a sense of understanding about why something happens and that there's a reason uh, that's like scientifically based and like uh, understandable, um, then we'll start, these beliefs don't, they're not rooted in any kind of facts and in actuality these people are people and they shouldn't be viewed as like some kind of spiritual symbol they still have like you know a personality a family uh hopes and dreams and that we should respect them just as everybody else so it's just the fact of education getting rid of ignorance and like humanizing the person who's like involved i think that's a great message uh, do you also have anything else to share with us? I saw you were doing lots of interviews, so maybe you can t um, tell more about your future projects. I've been so blessed, like recently, uh, meeting so many models of albinism and like seeing them everywhere on my Instagram. Like, I don't feel jealousy in, or competition in any way, shape or form. Like, it just makes me so happy to be able to see our representation of beauty being put out there and in a, in a non-exploitative way like I think the more and more people we see with albinism I think the more clear it is that we're not being tokenized anymore and we're being like celebrated for our differences so my message is to like keep booking people with albinism make sure that they're not the only one and really see that person as themselves you know yeah thank you exactly. for your time I'm happy for you that you're doing this and like uh, please carry on the good work like I love to see you winning so thank much you. and you should be really proud of yourself thank you I saw your photos and it was amazing so thank you for your time and thank you to all our listeners for their time if you have any questions please leave a, a comment in the comment section down below be kind and please respect us mm -hmm.